Hello, everybody, and welcome. It's, uh, it's great to be here in the merry, merry month of May, and we are looking forward to seeing what God is going to continue to do uh, among his saints as we, as we move forward with great anticipation to the things he has laid out for us. And uh, whether you are here in the good old U.S. of A. or whether you are in the beautiful land of France, hello, Luke and Sylvie, and everybody else who is listening, whether you are wherever you are, God is with you, and we as saints have a job to do. Isn't that right, Monica? Amen. Amen, amen. We want to make sure that everybody can hear you. So would you say amen, amen once again? Amen, amen. I see the, amen, little, amen. the little green lights. They are flashing up when you speak. So um, uh, it's good to have you back. You, you flew back in with your lovely daughter late last evening from California. Late last evening. But, you know, traveling home from Santa Barbara is pretty much an all-day <laughs> trip, but then you lose two hours, so, yeah, you lose two hours. But it was good. It was good to be with the kids out there who are now adults and to be able to see how the Lord's moving through them and to pray with them. I was able to go to Noah and Amber's new apartment and we were able to anoint it and pray over it before they move in and uh, do all kinds of pre-wedding things because we're about 17 days away. Oh, man. Can you imagine that you're going to have a daughter-in-law? Can you imagine that? That's such a yeah, but it it feels right. I mean, it's the more the time has gone by and the more time that we've spent together, it just and it's interesting too because um, a couple of years ago, Amber, his fiance, and two of the other young women who are like daughters to me came to visit without Noah. And so we had three of them in our home, and then they came up here, and you surrendered the radio broadcast so that we could do the, the broadcast together. And that was a sweet blessing. And, and then before we left, I took their picture up by the altar. And Tammy, Tammy Stewart, when Noah and Amber were here over Easter, she came over when you had us pray for them. And she, she looked at Amber after the prayer time, and she said, you were the one. You were one of the ones that came to visit, and and you were in the picture that was posted on Facebook. And Amber said yes, and she said, she said something like, "I knew it was you." Like I, I knew that because at that point there was no dating going on or anything. There was no relationship. And Tammy said, "I knew when I saw your picture that it was you." 
And I thought that was pretty profound because the rest of us didn't know it was her. Mm. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, I remember it wasn't, seems like yesterday, you know, that little curly-headed blonde baby boy and um, him trying to get me to, to come with him to different things. And now, gee whiz, just a couple of weeks. Um, so we bless them, and we bless the fact that you were able to be out there this past few days, and we're very blessed that you're back. Thank you. It's good to be back. You missed an incredible storm. That's what I hear. Oh, my gosh. I, I It was, sounded like a bomb went off in our backyard. I thought, I thought our house had been struck by lightning. Ooh. So I ran and got Katie's big flowery rain boots and put them on. And I went outside in the midst of the rain and the lightning. The, the sky was just almost continually lit up. It wasn't just a flash. and It was just continually. It was like a supercharge. And I'm praying in the spirit, you know, because you know how that excites me. <laughs> and, and I looked around the house. I walked around the house, and everything was fine, which God is always good. And so I came back in the house, and I thought, I'm going to go to the church right now. So I drove over here and walked throughout the building and made sure everything was safe. But, And then I walked around the neighborhood. It, it, the, the, the storm moved past, but it was still misting rain. It was like 5.30 in the morning. It was great. I was just really happy. So I saw Les last night at a board meeting, and I asked him, how did the dogs do? And he told me that Scarlett, my buddy, the prayer dog, she wasn't shaking. She wasn't doing any. She was just, she was just unified with the visitation of the Lord, as I might expect from the prayer dog. So. Oh, and he. I asked him on the way home from the airport last night, and he said that Scarlett was a champ. She didn't even shake. Hank, see, Scarlett and Shay, Hank sleep upstairs. Shadow sleeps downstairs because she's old and and blind. And so for her to get up and down the stairs is difficult. And plus it's dark, so she's missed a stair before. So he said before he knew it, Hank was standing beside the bed. <laughs> and so he got Hank up on the bed, which is no small feat. So he's in the bed with Hank and Scarlett. Well, then Shadow starts barking <laughs> downstairs, probably wanting to come upstairs. And I said, well, did you get up and go down? And he said, no, I figured she'd stop in a minute. So the next morning when he got up, he went downstairs and we have a bathroom off the, we have a, a, a room in the back of the house and there's a bathroom. She had gone in that bathroom and somehow lifted the bathroom, the bath mat, the bathroom rug and gotten under the bathroom rug. Oh my goodness. I know. She must've been scared. Well, so, it, it was, you know, we follow storms, and we have our resident, Annette probably mounted the tower, and she was <laughs> viewing things. But it, I've never seen lightning here like that. The whole sky was just continually lit, flashing for minutes upon minutes upon minutes. 
and I watched the storm cell move to the east and you could look to the east and it was dark outside and it was just still continued his flashing and I thought thank you thank you king of glory that's that's exciting to me my breastplate was going ballistic so you missed that maybe it was the lord saying you know I've got to really position the army because there's uh you're out in foreign territory. Maybe we had to show a sign of strength along the border. <laughs> but anyway, we all survived, and uh, a good time was had by all. Um, but but I, when, when I was driving in at 5, those of you who are familiar, you come past the Arboretum, and you're going down toward Gaston, to make a right, go past the Terrell's house and come up to Abrams and the church. The police had totally shut off from, from the 7-Eleven across to the liquor store, shut off that intersection. And the alarm, cop cars were everywhere. And I thought, what has gone on there? So everybody had to go up through um, the neighborhoods. So it was, it was active. It was an active time. It was just interesting. But you didn't lose any power? Or? No. Well, that's a miracle. This place, but I tell you what did happen. Katie's lamp in her bedroom came on by itself when this storm was going on. And Debbie's alarm radio totally fried, just wow. totally gone. But everything else was working just great. Computers were fine. I don't know how that happened. I don't know. Why her lamp came on on its own? They call it the Zach lamp because apparently, I guess Zach must have given her this little tree of life on all these lights. It came on all on its own. In the middle of the night? <laughs> yeah, in this storm. It's always strange. Isn't that goofy? So, I wish I'd had a picture of me in those flowery rain boots. That would have inspired many. But, um... Well, something interesting happened on my way to California, and I think I mentioned this to you, but I was I was um, standing at the gate waiting to board the plane, and Olivia had gone to get us some water at the little store across the gate, and and there was a really nice-looking black African-American gentleman that was standing a couple feet from me. And, of course, my... <laughs> it's going to sound so shallow but first thing I noticed was his bag because <laughs> I really liked his bag and then I, I was I, I noticed his sneakers and I thought ooh, I really like those sneakers and so I'm trying to to look to see what it says on the back of his sneakers so that I could google it and see what they were and um, and he turns around and he walks to go th throw something in the waste paper basket and and he's walking back towards me and we made eye contact and it was kind of an awkward moment where it was it was enough eye contact where somebody was going to say something. And so he said, how are you today? And I said, oh, I'm doing great. How are you? And I'm standing there on my crutches, so that always engages in conversation. <laughs> and so he says, um, asked me what happened, and I told him just a, an abbreviated story. And he said, I'm so sorry. I just pray that the Lord heals you. And then I asked him about his sneakers, and he's telling me about his sneakers, and and we just had this lovely conversation. Livy walks up, 
I said, this is Olivia, my daughter. And he said, hello, shook her hand, and he said, my name's Kirk. And we talked for a few minutes, and, and then he was getting on first class, so he headed out to board. So we, we go, we're in the next, the next group, so we go to board the plane, and he's sitting in the last seat on, in first class, and the flight attendant was blocking the view, and I'm, or blocking the path, and I'm standing there trying to get through, and so he stands up from his seat, and he, he like takes the shoulders of the flight attendant, and he moves him over and says, you've got to let my friend by. This is my friend. And so I, we had some chuckles. I walked by, and my seat was like right there. And so <clears throat> Livy and I were sitting there before the plane took off, and and I said something like, what a nice guy that was. And she said, yeah, he really was. I said, what did he say his name was Kirk? And I said, and she said, I think that's what he said. And then a few minutes later, she heard somebody say, oh, Kirk Franklin's on the plane. And she looks at me and she says, do you know who Kirk Franklin is? And I said, well, yeah, of course I do. And she said, I wonder if that was the guy that, that we were, that we met. And, and so she pulls it up on her Google and of course there's his picture and she said that was him. So um, we had several conversations going back and forth and as we got off the plane and we never acted like we knew who he was. He was just like a normal, kind-hearted, God-loving, God-fearing man. But, um, so that was kind of fun. That is neat. <laughs> yeah. You know, the guy that set up our original video cameras here for this church was a guy named Tim Malone. I know that name. Tim's a really good friend of mine. I haven't seen him Maybe in a long I've time. Maybe I just heard you say his name. Yeah. And Tim, when... when before I became pastor, Tim left here to establish his own video company, and he became the producer of Kirk Franklin's all of his music videos mm. back in the in the late '80s or, or mid '80s. You know, MTV and all that. Yeah. He did. I don't know. He and Kirk Franklin were close, and they probably still are. But Tim's old now. Tim. Well, he's I think in his fifties. Yeah. Well, it was interesting because Olivia pulled him up on the Google. She had no no idea who he was. And so I played a song because a couple of years ago, the Lord put it in my heart to do something special during one of our seminars. But I never told you what it was, and we never did it. And it had something to do with a Kirk Franklin song, and I was going to ask, in fact, I did, ask Pastor Levester and Dion and Denise and those sisters to lead us in something to a Kirk Franklin song, and it was, I mean, I just really thought it was something the Lord was going to have us do that was going to be really fun, and because it's okay to have fun and to worship the Lord that way, but she had no idea who it was, so I played the song, oh, she said, I know that song, we used to play that in youth group, and she she Googles him, and she's like, oh my gosh, he's like six-time Grammy winner, like, he really, he really, I mean, he's got just... He's got more songs than Kanye West. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that that's that's what a nice thing that God sent somebody yeah, to nice. to be a a kind soul. Um, only the best for the saints. That's right. That's right. I feel like the Lord just brought him into my path to clear the way. 
Because <laughs> it was interesting traveling with crutches. I, I wouldn't advise it. But if it's the only way, it's the only way. Yeah, I don't know how you got those through security. Did they send them off to the side? to? Yeah, I, yeah you had to put them through this then they kept trying to offer me a cane and I said I don't need a cane a cane <laughs> yes. like to get from the place where they take them and then you go through the I'm not there yet <laughs> a cane. But I, mean, I can see just... you with a cane well honestly I had to take my, my my parents to a doctor's appointment a couple of weeks ago and my dad uses a I put one of those push walkers. My mother has a cane, and I'm on my crutches, and we're walking through the parking lot at Presbyterian Hospital. And I think, what a pair! I mean, not a what a trio. Gosh, it's ridiculous. Well, should we talk about the Lord? Well, no. We had we you know last week we did no chit chat at all. I mean, it was just straight in, boom. I, I think some people probably were thrown off by that because they're used to us having this, this introductory. Um, yes, we're at the we're in the middle of this fourth and fifth month progression here. This fast of feasting, fast of the fourth and fifth, and we have uh, we have first Saturday coming up this week. And, um, you know, I thought it was very interesting that yesterday when we were ministering, the Benichons and, and I were doing that message of the week, we were talking about uh, the King of Glory. And I had been thinking about how the fourth and fifth month, you know, when we, when we initiated this fast of feasting progression... <laughs> You know, it was easy to really figure out, okay, the 10th month, that's the beginning of the spiritual year. It, it really is. And all of those of you who are messianically inclined, you know that that's the beginning of the Jewish year. So, But we knew that it was, we were already entering into things and we were forerunners and that's what initiated the, you know, the, the, the fivefold months. And the seventh month, that's harvest it's 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 really engaging and then we knew that the enemy would try to attack in the eighth and but the fourth and fifth months were always kind of a mystery to me that they came back to back now again the backstory we've taught on this many times how those four months were <coughs> yearly holidays of mourning of the, from the fall of jerusalem so we know all that but practically we're not mourning anything we're trying to get rid of anything that would hold us back from partnering with the Lord of hosts and the angelic armies. So it just really became apparent to me that these fourth and fifth months, the fourth month is, it's the time of, of planting. It's the time of breakthrough. And, and it's a time where you really kind of align with the Psalm 15 as to whether you are, you're really ready personally to embrace what God is wanting. And then Psalm 24 is you're going back before him again to say, am I really ready to take my place 
in what the King of Glory wants from me as a mighty man, mighty woman, and um, am I am I really willing to submit to whatever His wisdom is wanting? And so, even though I don't have a very clear, definitive thing to say, oh, here it is. It says fourth month here. I I do know that it's it's really a time of reflection. You know, if the tenth month begins the, the the winter, and if the seventh month talks about things that are already in progress, the fourth and fifth month back to back really should represent: Are you ready to sow personally, and are you willing to submit to what God would empower you to demonstrate in in authority? So I was kind of grateful for that. And God knows we've been really submitting ourselves to the cleansing of the Lord. I mean, to, to do the fast of feasting, there have been so many things that the Spirit, particularly not just now, but over these past couple of years have been trying to purify me, and I know that. Um, so I don't know what that means for First Saturday. I don't know whether we say for the saints, let's go before the Lord and lay our crowns down and say we're we're willing and and desirous to to glean your direction for this breakthrough that we're we're on the steps of. Um, you know, and, and I was praying yesterday morning and then from this morning. Um, I think that our window of opportunity is going to be very fruitful. I don't know how it's how long it's going to last, but I think when it starts to close, it will start to close by some calamity that comes. You know, you think about how that the current regime took power in our country. It was because of the, whatever you think about it, the COVID pandemic. Um, you never waste a crisis. And, you know, you talk about crises and how they're used to change the mindset of people and to establish new pathways for them. That's authoritarians either create one or envision one or their propaganda ministry brings it forth so that people are willing to embrace something new. And that's just, that's just a study of history. Um, that's how regimes take power. That's how revolutions occur. And I think God is, God is going to give us a season where we can work, 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 and he'll be preparing us, but then something weird's going to happen. And you think about it. You think about uh, the threats that are going back and forth between particularly Russia and the West right now and the threats of nuclear war, the threats of biological war, 
and they're, you know, our politicians aren't being really careful what they say right now. They're rattling the saber, and Russia's just wheels off. One of their spokesmen, I don't know if you saw this yesterday, I saw this on the BBC, and they had two of the former heads of the defense ministry of, the, of, of England and another person that was currently serving as uh, one of the MPs in England. And this Russian guy said that Russia could send over this uh, underwater nuclear device that would go off and create a radioactive tsunami that would just totally cover Great Britain. And it would leave them as a the destruction of that tsunami of water and the residue of the radioactive, it would totally obliterate Britain. And so they had to be careful. England had to be careful what they're doing right now because Russia could do that to them. And these guys were all talking about that. And they said, well, the one guy said, well, Russia does have the capability to do that, but the consequences would trigger a thermonuclear war because our allies would strike back. And... And so these are the things that are being talked about right now. It's not like the old days when I was a kid. I don't know if you ever had to do this, but we'd have those nuclear drills and we'd have to all get <laughs> under our tables, uh, under our desks. And it, that is kind of wacky to think about now. But how much has changed in the past 60 years um, that, that, that is available now? So I'm not saying that that's necessarily going to be what happens that closes the window but something will emerge we're not afraid we're not afraid of it but um, we we better start really taking seriously if we've not our role as intercessors before the throne and what God is requiring of us and be sensitive to the open door that he's giving and uh, what we have to do for the night that comes in establishing the outposts of the saints, of the mighty men and women who will be before the Lord. Um, and like I said, you know, that, that, that de depiction there, who is the king of glory, the Lord strong and mighty, he didn't use strong as koach. He used strong as somebody that embraces the O's, which is wisdom and creativity from the throne. And the Gabor, uh, and, and then to, and then to double back, um, that it is the Lord of hosts, the angelic ones. This is where we are. This is what we're doing. And um, that's what the King of Glory is orchestrating. So we've got a lot of work to do. God help us to do it well. And maybe it's a good thing for us to go this week and pray together, submitting ourselves for the absolute precision of the direction of the spirit of wisdom. That's, that's Solomon-like. We want God's wisdom. And we want to go forth as, as kings before him. Um, but... Anyway, I just took off there. Your turn. <laughs> Tag. I remember 
in my early days, people would say, if, if, if this earth has another world war, it'll be the end. Do you remember people saying that? Yeah. I guess maybe in the inception of the nuclear, nuclear winter. Yeah. And it's, it's so interesting because I don't keep up with, I don't read the news like you do, but I do try to stay engaged from a day-to-day -day basis as to what's going on. And it takes, I mean, it takes, um, discipline to get above it in the spirit and stay in that place of knowing that we are covered under the shelter of the Most High and yeah. to stay in that place of knowing that we are protected no matter what happens because we don't know what's going to happen from day to day and whether it be social issues that affect us in the in our you know in the depths of who we are because that that that's hard too i mean those are that's hard news when i read about abortion and when i read about but then good things are happening too but yeah going back to what you said about sewing sewing has been something that i've been thinking a lot about just from a standpoint of of the scripture that talks about if we sow in the spirit be not deceived, God is not mocked, for whosoever a man sows, he also shall reap. For he that sows to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption, but he that sows to the Spirit shall reap of the Spirit life everlasting. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. And that fainting is um, a word that means to invest in things of no lasting value. And so when I think about sowing, you know, you think about sowing into the kingdom. You think about sowing of your time and of your energy. But for me, it's been more sowing into my time with the Lord and investing myself in, in that, that, that secret place, as you will, if you will, of commune and um, really where we're established on the rock, mm -hmm. where we are covered by him. And, and keeping my heart in that place of sowing into that, really what is my spiritual place in him? And knowing that whatever comes forth from that through cleansing or, because when you meet with the Lord, when you, when you abide with him, when you put yourself there, when you pursue him like that, you always should come out changed. Just being in his presence. It's like glory to glory, and we are being changed from glory to glory. But it really does require that we invest ourselves and sow in the Spirit. But it too applies to how we invest our time. And are we investing our time in things that have no, that don't really matter in the long run? Or are we investing our things in the eternal things, which is the Word? And what he's called us to accomplish as saints and in the ministry and um, so I, that 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 has been something that when all the things are going on around and there's I, for me right now in this season there's a lot of things that are could keep me really busy with a wedding coming up and planning the wedding and 
coordinating people, you know, you've got tons of people coming in from out of town and there's just a lot of moving parts to that, but plus too, just managing life and elderly parents and it's just a lot happening. But I feel more, I, I feel so grounded. Like I feel like my house is built upon the rock and I'm not going to allow anything to shake that. And, and, and I, you know, I have to attribute that to to the time that I am spending to sow in to sow into that, to sow into the spirit, to sow into the eternal things that God has. So it's just an interesting moment that we're living in. And I know that it's real easy to faint. <laughs> it's real easy to lack courage or lose courage or lose heart or in the midst of the trials and the challenges that we're all facing. And we're all facing them. And to allow our, not only our perception, but our energy, our emotions, our soul to get caught up in trying to fix it or trying to survive it. And um, God has a better place for us. Yeah. And that's a place of peace. And um, so... Amen. Well, um, I, I know one of the things that that we've talked about over the past many months is um, we know that the Lord is really affirming the various how do I say this without it sounding pretentious? The various growth levels of the saints. Uh, he's trying to uh, guide us into how to instruct and guide the newbies to the walk of the saints, to train and teach them. But he's also wanting to continue to give us the deeper understandings of the meat of the word but as intercessors we are we're really sensing the spirit uh, wanting to guide us into uh, a, a greater dimension of interpretation in prayer partnering with God regarding mysteries that are happening before the throne because that's what the Bible says we do <coughs> when we pray in the spirit we pray mysterion and then to partner with the Lord in that and to gain a measure of understanding and so over the next don't write us and ask us how we're doing it this is developmental I'm just giving you ahead of time what we sense the Lord's doing um there are many different levels of intercession. There are many different levels of what um, what we as saints do, and and I think the Lord is wanting us to to not put a demand on the Lord, but command ye me concerning my sons, concerning the work of my hands. Um, you see times in Scripture where 
of Joseph or Daniel would go before the throne and glean insights that were very secretive, very case-specific. Uh, you see, like the prophet who would know what the Syrian king was doing and the battle plans that were being made in the innermost parts of his chambers. We've got to be ready as saints to engage in that measure of of submission before the Lord and know that he wants to to use us in those ways. And the seminar we, we had, not this past one, but the one where we talked about the secrets of the progressive church and how that they're really partnering in mysticism in ways that are really pressing the envelope of what men and women, men and women were created to do, but also partnering with the demonic to where uh, secret measures of our government would go to these people and recruit the best of them to detect what was going on in in the, the, the highest levels of the Russian government, the Chinese government, the North Koreans, to, to, to be able to go in and deduce what's happening behind closed doors, and our government would act upon them. This isn't some conspiracy thing. This was, this is, uh, <laughs> this is really happening. So the enemy is using this kind of thing. And I'm not saying we need to become like the enemy, but I'm saying that wherever the enemy is doing something, it's usually a twist or perversion. Iniquity is found. Iniquity is active in him. Twisting purpose. But we as saints need to be Daniel-like. We as saints need... And, and, and what did Ezekiel say about the king of Tyre, prince of Tyre? He said, you said... I am as wise as Daniel. I, I can deduce things in the spirit realm just like Daniel does. We're not trying to compete with the enemy. We're just trying to say, Father, what are you wanting from the saints? What have you promised, prophesied that we need to be ready to be? And I know that the spirit can just come and give you insight. He does this. But there is still a measure of intercession and waiting on the Lord for the true gift of interpretation to be utilized at a at a more precise level than we've known. We've got to enter into that period. And um, I think that the, this is just one of the things that God is wanting to take us higher. From, you said from glory to glory. There is a dimension of serving him in his glory that he's calling us into. And we as saints need to submit ourselves before the Lord to be used by God in this. The cloak of humility has to be on us. The, the willingness to not be prideful or to go outside of what God is, is saying. Um, is 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 a necessity um, but I think that this first week in May is a very important one 
think it's important, particularly in this moment, well, I think it's important that we position ourselves to to hear him. And you, you just said this, but I, I totally bear witness with that. that <clears throat> I just, I, I'm just learning more and more. I mean, it's so important that we lift our voice. It's so important that we are obedient to intercession and to partner with him and speaking forth the prosukamai, speaking forth proactively, our moving forward, going forward out of that place of supplication as we press into his heart but it's like I mean I find myself probing a chain I, I can't really say a chamber I've never encountered before but the a chamber in the Lord that is something perhaps that is a new place of commune, a new place of supplication, a new place of, of hearing him. And the only way that, that I feel that is going to actually manifest or be cultivated is by my investing myself in that place. And it's, it's, it's just, it's, it, it's something that has become very intentional for me. And over the last couple of weeks and I know that it has a lot to do with the crypto it has a lot to do with connecting with the Lord in those hidden places where those eternal things are being unlocked and it's it's like unlocking them in us which really brings us into that place of being changed from glory to glory but it also unlocks the mystery in his heart it's like that's where he wants to connect with us commune with us and there's such it's such a power base but it is, it's, it's, you know, if I think about it, he speaks from the secret place of his, of thunder. And I don't know, there's just something prolific about the probing. And it's just like a relentless thing for me that I feel like I'm just like probing into a place of, of, um, I probably shouldn't even be saying this because I don't, it's just so unprocessed uh, I, I, all I can say is it, it feels like a chamber within the heart of God and um, and over the course of the years I've known this and I've known to be in that place but it's with him it's there's always more it's it's it, there's always something new that he wants to develop in us so that we can partner efficiently and in wisdom and in creativity and I just feel like it's it's, it's, to me, it's extraordinary just to even have the privilege of, of being there. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So big things are happening. There's a lot of dynamics in the spirit realm. The saints are being positioned. Saints are being commissioned. But at the foundation of it all is our pursuit of him <laughs> and he's so gracious and and so welcoming and so much beckons us into those those deep places of of what is on his heart and how he wants us to 
to come forth and because you know whatever you sow or invest yourself into and reap it's going to bring change it's it, it everything that you invest yourself in the lord should have should bear some measure of influence in your realm right whatever that might be and i know i i want to come forth like moses did with a glow <laughs> so that it's not me it's him on me and people see that and that's that's they want that they want him so that's interesting so let's all be willing to let the spirit take us into a deeper place but it, it builds off of where you've been sure. in him. And um, it's not like, you know, that, that's, the, that's the one thing that irritated me. And, and it's good to be irritated for the things of the Lord. That's what creates a pearl. True. When some people uh, say, you know, I'm following Lord, and they totally abandon everything that they were in Him, everything that they said He said to them. They totally act like God is just forgetting all about that. We've got to, we've got to deconstruct that. We've got to get rid of all of it. So, what did Abram do? Did Abram ever, when he followed the Lord and he left, he? Uh, he maintained the giftings and what his identity was as a seer. He didn't abandon that, and he didn't really abandon the God who was speaking to him in Ur of the Chaldees. Um, you know, you 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 don't. God doesn't undo who He is or what he has called you to be when he takes you into a new thing. He, he doesn't. He builds on that. Now, your traditions, yeah, he, he may, he's probably going to jettison them. But if you're a, for instance, if you're a, a, a teacher of the word, and then all of a sudden you say God's telling me to abandon the word and to doubt the word, and to uh, consider other things as being equal to the word, God doesn't do that. His word is forever settled. You know, you can't, it's, it's kind of like identity. Anything the enemy's doing today, uh, gender identity. Well, you know, I was really born to be this, but I, I really want to be this. So I'm going to say now that I'm no longer a man, and I'm now a woman. I mean, you, you keep, society, a lot of society says, oh, yeah, that's great. But no, it's not, it's not great. To me, this is more like, this is more like entering into a more narrow place. It, it's like the passage is narrow. And I, I, can sense the, I can sense the passage being narrow. And I remember having a dream one time 
several years ago where we were leaving to go on a trip, like a long trip, an international trip for ministry. And we got to the gate where you go down the tunnel to get on the flight. And I had two bags. I was holding two bags. And, and I'm standing there. And there wasn't a person, but there was an angel that was standing there, like a, like a, a person would be there to check your boarding pass. And that angel said to me, leave your bags. And everything I had, my shoes, everything I needed that I thought I needed for the long journey was in the bags. And he would not let me enter that tunnel without, with the bags. So I remember setting, you know, dropping the bags and entering in. And that's what it feels like. It's like you talk about being cleansed or you talk about being sanctified we're, we're in the year of the saints so of course we should expect that but it, to me it's like entering into you can't enter unless you're willing to go through the narrow path and I feel like there's I can't believe I'm even saying this I feel like even still there's things that I have to let go of that may be worldly cares or worldly things that I can't take through and it's not that I have to forsake them because, I mean, I think we're all living the life of the saints where the things that we tend to are things that God's put in our, our life to tend to. It's just what is, are, are you willing to lay that down to enter in to my presence at this play, in this deeper place so that I can speak to you? Because I, I feel like it's all about, I just, I, I just, I'm so desperate to hear them. And, um, so that, that's just the best way I can describe it's, it. It's Abraham and Isaac. Yeah. Yeah. Um, very interesting. But it's good. Yeah. It's good because his grace. I mean, it's just, it's good. Well. Wow, it's almost 1230. I know. Oh, my goodness. So, this coming Saturday is first Saturday, and uh, we'll be mobilizing on the basis of what God has said during this time, some kind of a word that will be sent out. But those of you who have been listening at all, you already know what our suggested pursuit is for this Saturday and it's it's a timely one uh, to where we say to the Lord we're willing to go forward we're willing to obey you we lay down all of the things that you've given us so that we might recommit ourselves as your mighty men and women and that we can receive your wisdom and your creative directives. We need that. We need that anointing. Uh, and so that will be the that's the gist of what we're 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 going to be doing. Um, you know, since Sunday morning, I've been mulling over uh, a particular, rather unique topic that I am pretty sure is going to be. Um, our message for Wednesday Night Live. So 
be be ready to tune in to hear that tomorrow but it it really has to do with our identity and how that affects the world how it affects warfare it's i'm really excited about this message so tune in but that goes hand in hand with what we'll be talking about on in prayer on Saturday and this coming Sunday is Mother's Day Um, and I'm I'm really I'm really fascinated by this particular one because that's that's the anniversary of this pastorship for the church and for years and years and years I would hear my predecessor talk about how that he you know, he'd pastored here for 34 years, and off he would go on and on about that. Well, this is 35. Woo-hoo. So now the longest tenured. Like Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> and such a young fellow, <laughs> such a young man. So it's, it's interesting this, this week. And, and not this Sunday, not this Sunday. But a week from Sunday, on the 15th, Levi is going to be dedicated. And then, shortly after that, your son is going to be married. A lot of things going on in this month, isn't it? It's a time of new beginnings. It's exciting. to to bring up one more thing before we close because we are intercessors and we are standing before the throne on behalf of this earth and what God wants to to restore redeem and I know you sent me an article this morning I had seen it last night where there was there was a leak about the Roe versus Wade from the Supreme Court in the Supreme Court saying that the the leak was saying that it was going to be overturned and we don't know what's going to happen, but I know God does. And I know that we have, as a company of intercessors, have prayed on behalf of that ruling. We've prayed here in the courthouse where it was set. Mm-hmm. I know there's been multitudes of different groups that have gone in that courthouse and prayed, but I know we went in there and we believed and we prophesied according to what God was saying as to what he wants to happen. And so I, I just want us to to come together and to pray that this would be overturned, that this would finally be overturned and and be made right. And um, I don't know when the decision's gonna be made, but I do know that there's a reason why the Lord is allowing this to surface. And I also know that Ultimately, he's in control. So, yeah, you know, it's so strange that this was leaked. You notice how over the past six years, the only things that have really been leaked have been things that come against the conservative or the the um, traditionalist view, and that would either incite those that want to be far left. I heard that, uh, 
I didn't even know that there was a, did you know that there was a police force for the Supreme Court? No. I didn't know that either. And apparently they have mobilized to find out who leaked this and they have put a demand on the FBI to discover who leaked this. I think, I just, I think they just reported it. And they're not going to, oh, they d determined who leaked it? But see, that's kind of what the enemy tries to do. He tries to, God is obviously moving, and I think you're right. We need to double down in prayer for the things that we agreed upon. We Zoomed that prayer time from that courthouse, didn't we? Mm -hmm. So many of you were just joining in. And the reason it was important for here in Dallas is that it was inceptualized here. Um, but we need to really pray that this doesn't mount some kind of a of a demonic opposition that what God has said, what we've agreed upon for right to life, will be absolutely unequivocally established, and whoever leaked this thing for their nefarious purpose will be brought to account and not yeah. swept under the rug. Yes. What did you find? Anything? Uh, well, I somehow deleted the article. Oh, it's okay. Um, but that, yeah, that was interesting. I, I was just... Well, there's some reason why the Lord allowed it to be leaked. And like you said, I mean, if the enemy, you know, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord lifts up a standard. And so we need to lift up the standard and say no. Because we know that those on the other side are going to be speaking forth a continuation of that. Yeah. And so we need to... We definitely need to lift up that standard. Justice Roberts has announced that he has called upon the marshal of the court to investigate this situation oh, so maybe it wasn't and find the source who leaked the document to Politico. Um, marshal of the court. We need to appoint somebody like that in the Saints Network. What do you think? The marshal of the court. You want to be the marshal of the court? You can just think, if you're the marshal of the court, that gives you greater power to declare and decree, right? Well, let's be in prayer about that. I'm glad you brought that up because that that really is an answer to prayer. And it it needs, you know, the Supreme Court maneuvers in so many different ways. I doubt that they're going to do anything about this until October. Um, but they, they do these opinions and they circulate their research and they put drafts together and they boil it all down for the time that the argument, because they, they were responding. Was, was that a, court, a case in Mississippi? I can't remember the one that appealed to them. So there's all kinds of maneuvers, but that somebody would leak that. That's just what we don't hear. We haven't heard much of that in the past couple of years because... You know, nobody wants to leak the nonsense that's going on in Washington right now. The leakers are all seemingly far, far left leakers. 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 The left leakers. <laughs> left leaker. Marshal of the court, we've got some left leakers here. It's not left or right. It's 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 wrong or right. That's what it is. It's, it's wrong or righteous. It's good or. <laughs> 
evil mm -hmm. and how anybody in a church could say that ripping a baby out of a mother when the when the child is his heart is beating and it's 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 developing is is good i i, I think they're going to have to answer to god for that i know they will and you know it's just what God has begun, That's right. let it continue. That's right. Well, okay. Well, again, it's great to welcome you back. Look for the directive for Saturday. We'll look forward to reaching out to you tomorrow. Lots of great things happening, and we're just really thankful to the Lord for being able to align with you, our Saints Network family, in these things. So, adios, amigo. Thank you so much, and God bless all of you.